Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. None of the bullets that hit Tim left his body, so they all stayed inside him. They didn't hit any major organs. All the giant holes that were in him, they managed to, you know, they missed everything important, which is amazing. And the bullet that hit his head didn't enter his brain. So, um, and then he's recovered. There's, it's a, there's far more to it than that, though. Just God's protection over Tim. Imagine being shot six times and surviving. Now imagine being a pastor and being able to tell that story. Well, today's guest has met a man. His name is Tim Remington. She's written his story. Not only does he have a powerful story, but so does she. And you're going to hear all about that today on Connections. We're joined today by Amy Joy Hess. She is a research writer, a chemist, the author of the book, Gunshot Witness, the Tim Remington story. And we're going to get around to that coming up in just a little bit. But first of all, we need to get to know you. You are not only a writer, an author of this amazing book, you're also a chemist, but you're also passionate about your faith. Tell us a little bit about all of that and how you combine those things. Um, when I when I was a little girl, I knew God. I knew God growing up. Um, my my mother had eight children, and in the process of her life, she uh, had those four those eight children by four different men. Most of them died at some point. My dad is still alive, but um, I was the oldest of. I have an older brother. And my older brother decided to go make his make his fortune. And he did. And he took off when I was nine and he never came back. And so I had all these little brothers and sisters to look after and take care of. And so um, my mom had all these problems. And basically, I felt like God was the one who raised me, who took care of me, who gave me direction and picked me up when I fell down. and. Um, and he is my protector and defender and deliverer. And there's miracles. Like, there's been miracles in my life. Uh, there was the whole time where I wanted God to talk to me. And he wouldn't talk to me. It was very, very frustrating. And one day at a church I'd never been to before, I was in their gym shooting baskets badly and crying. Because I wanted God to talk to me so badly. And this fellow I had never met walked in with his family and he walked over to me and he gave me a hug and he said, uh, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. He said, God is not going to talk to you the way you want him to. He wants you to read the Bible whenever you want to hear from him. Read the Bible. That's his word to you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. And um, God does. He talks to me through the Bible. And I always wondered why. I'm like, why? Why is that so important? And I've come to the conclusion that there are a lot of spirits out there claiming to be God. But if I want to serve the most high God, if I serve the God of the Bible, then I need to read the Bible so that I know what it says. So I'm not tricked by any line I'm given to me by wandering spirits, whoever they might be. And so um, my whole life is a pursuit of what is true. What is true? And I do that through through my, you know, my faith. But I also do that through science because science is all about facts. So and I love facts and I love data. And so I've been spending a lot of my years trying to figure out how those two go together. 
Um, but the Tim Remington story is wonderful because it just shows the power of God active in this world in a real way. And so uh, I was really excited to meet Tim and talk to him and, and learn his story. And we're going to get around to Tim in just a little bit. But what I'm finding beautiful in your story is that most of the time when I talk to people, they have a childhood, maybe something similar to what you've been through, but it's there. They kind of had their faith. They lost their faith because all of this negative stuff was happening around them. But you, on the other hand, said that this made your faith stronger. I managed to get through my childhood without the drinking and the alcohol and the sex. You know, it was really funny, actually. One day I was walking down the road and I, you know, I had this broken childhood and I wanted so badly a family with a mom and a dad and the three point children and the dog and the white picket fence. Everybody wants that. Right. And I'm walking down the road one day and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, hey, I want you to agree that you won't get married unless I want you to get married. Oh, and that killed me. That was so hard because that might mean I never get married and I never have my white picket fence and my happy little family. Right. And I struggled with it for a few days. And so finally I came to the conclusion, okay, God, okay, I won't get married unless you want me to get married. Even if it means I never get married and I never have that white picket fence. And this burden lifted off of me. It was a burden that I didn't even know existed, but it was like, oh, I don't have to go through bad boyfriend after boy, bad boyfriend and be misused and mistreated. I don't have to have my heart broken over and over again. <clears throat> That's such a gift. Thank you, Lord. And I did. I did get married to a man who loved me and we have three beautiful children and and God took care of a lot of it. You know, he took care of it. But um that was just a mercy. So that was me walking with God my whole childhood, my whole teenage years, my life. And it protected me and it kept me safe. And, and I've like done a ton of things. I've gone all over the place. And like you said, now too, you're sharing your faith through your writing and everything else. And speaking of what you spoke earlier, the Tim Remington story, what attracted you to the story and what made you want to write about Tim Remington? Well, actually, I never heard of Tim. The shooting took place right down the road from me. I never heard of him until I were, we went to a, a mutual friend's funeral. And he got up to talk about our mutual friend. And he kept joking about being shot. And I thought, <laughs> I mean, who gets shot and then jokes about it, right? He kept saying, you know, we're not of this world. Got to be careful who you say that to. Might get you shot. And so. um one of the people at the ministry, I'd been writing for a, a ministry for a decades. And um, one of the fellows at the ministry called me up, said the ministry wants to write this story. And so they put me and Tim together. And eventually they took their hands off it all together. And it was just me and Tim and his wife working on this together. And um, it's been fun. It was fun getting to know Tim and his wife and his whole church family. They're, they are super delightful, um, real neat, genuine people. For those who don't know the story of Tim Remington, can you just share a little bit and just summarize what actually happened to this man? Oh, my goodness. We should have said this nearer the beginning. No, <laughs> Tim, <laughs> Tim was shot six times in the torso and the head with 45 caliber hollow point bullets. 
um, by a fellow who thought that Tim was an alien from Mars. Um, Kyle Odom was a former Marine who started having very serious mental and emotional problems, schizophrenia. Um, and he thought that Tim and John Padula, the outreach pastor, were aliens. And so Kyle was just actually trying to do a good thing by killing these aliens. Um, and God protected Tim. Tim, none of the bullets that hit his torso hit a major organ. And that's a big deal. If you don't know about hollow point bullets, they expand. And the whole idea is to make big, giant holes that, you know, rip out guts and flesh. And, and um, you bleed out really, really quickly. But none of the bullets that hit Tim left his body. So they all stayed inside him. They didn't hit any major organs. All the giant holes that were in him, they managed to, you know, they missed everything important, which is amazing. And the bullet that hit his head didn't enter his brain. So, um, and then he's recovered. There's, it's a, there's far more to it than that, though. Just God's protection over Tim. Now, you don't only include Tim's story in there. You also include some other miraculous stories in there as well. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, my, my question was, let's say that Satan had put a big bullseye on Tim. Let's say that was the situation. Why this pastor? What about this pastor would make Satan want to take him out? And so I started interviewing the people in his church. And so I went to Adela, his uh, church secretary. She used to be a, a meth addict from childhood. She was sexually molested. You know, she grew up having boyfriends from the age of 12. You know, she just thought it was normal to have adult boyfriends. And she was a, a the day that she met Tim, she just had a knockdown drag out fight with her brother because she was out of drugs, out of money. And she was coming down and she was freaking out. And Tim so kindly got her that he had started a drug rehabilitation program. And he took her and got her into that. And she is the most beautiful, brown-eyed, lovely woman today. You would never know that she was once a meth head. She used to be skinny and scabby with her teeth bad, you know, the whole nine yards. And God miraculously saved Adela. And you have a similar story with John Padula, the outreach pastor, who was also going to get shot. Today, John, <laughs> today, John is just the nicest, sweetest. The, the fellow that you want playing football with your kids, you would never know that he was a drug addict for the majority of his younger years. And so you see all these people who surround him, who God has transformed in just the most amazing, wonderful way. And instead of being homeless and dying on the streets, um, they are helping other people. And that's that's, I think, one of the huge stories or parts of this story. What did you learn from all of this and having that opportunity to interview all of these amazing people? What did you take away from this story that you wrote? It's so encouraging, Colleen. It's so encouraging that that God really is still active in this world, that he's helping a lot of different people, um, that he's not. I mean, I've seen him working in my life, but it is so encouraging to see him working in so many different lives. We feel in our sterile scientific world that God is gone, that he's just not around anymore, that that was all the stuff in the Bible. And you you walk into homes where God has completely transformed the home. 
This used to be a place where the dad was an alcoholic and his liver was being destroyed. And now um, he's, his business is thriving. His children are thriving. His wife is thriving. You're like, thank you. Thank you, God, that you are still at work. And that's, that's what I want to start really telling people. And because I'm in a world of scientists, nobody talks about God. That's not what you're talking about, right? But I find that when I start speaking about, about what God's done in my life, that gives other people the courage to talk about what God's doing in their lives. At the end of the day, what do you hope people are going to take away from this book? Um, that God can do anything through anybody. If you've got a family member who is in serious, serious trouble, that's not the end. You know, if you have a brother who will not stop using, that's not the end. Keep praying for him. God really does listen to prayers. And I think it's important for people to know God is on our side. That He's on our side. He wants us to have victory. He wants us to break free. That's why Jesus died. And so um, just let the people out there know that that there is a ton of hope. Do not give up. Um, God is really still there for us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. For those who are interested in picking up this book or learning more about you, how can they go about doing that? Um, you can go to gunshotwitness.com. One word. And it, it right now just redirects to the Amazon page. So you can find us on Amazon. Uh, right now we have it both in ebook. Sorry, both an ebook and in paperback and hardback working on the audio version. Um, the audio version has been harder to get done than I thought, but it'll be available soon. And what's up next for you after this? Um, I have I actually have a Science and Wonders series. It's called Science and Wonders. It's about my time as a university student and the and what God did through me and my professors, because I did not go to college to um, fuss about anything. I was just going to learn. That was my goal. I didn't have a chip on my shoulder at all. And I found that God cared about my biology professor, my geology professor, and he did more direct leading of me with them than anybody in my entire life. And it really surprised me, and I thought it was a good story. Um, so Science and Wonders, um, you can also find those on Amazon. Uh, it's under Amy Joy. And um, I have also physics professors. It was just really a lot of fun, my time in the university, that, that God allowed me to reach out and to touch these guys. Thank you so much for making time for us today. We do appreciate it. Thank you, Colleen. I really appreciate it, too.